0: Welcome to the Mapped Out Money podcast where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 61.
1: And Today's episode is sponsored by Ahead in 100. This is our 100-day group coaching program to help you get ahead with your money. So if you feel like you are just behind, this could mean you're living paycheck to paycheck, or it could mean that you are trying to pay down debt, or just simply save more, or just to try and get a better handle on your ins and your outs and make sure that you're actually using money to do more of the things that you love. If you are struggling with any of those things, then you should definitely check out our program, which is actually opening up this week that this episode goes live. So go to aheadin100.com to check out all the details and see if it's a good fit for you.
0: A lot of the artists that I like talk about, well, and I hear this in general, like when you're creating anything, but they talk about, um, you know, create like the product that you want or the art that you want to look at or whatever. That's what I feel like this episode is. I feel like this, this is the episode, uh, discussion that I need to have for like where we're at with the house right now.
1: (laughs) What? You need a little more, a little more patience. Maybe
0: (laughs) just like a smidgen more, you know, um, or a dump truck full of it because
1: Hannah, Hannah has been doing these, uh, zines here lately, which is like, uh, how, how would you describe them? Like comic, comic book style cartoons. I mean, yeah, about, they're just, you life. get a piece
0: of computer paper and you like fold them and do like, and then you just put random things in them. I did it. I started doing it because Austin Clayon does it.
1: Well, but I think, so what's fun though is it's almost like a, it's almost like journaling with cartoons in a way yeah. because you do it about like just our life and they're mm-hmm. just like funny little scenes and so you did you did a whole bunch like last year or at least a few and then you kind of got out of the habit now you've sort of picked it up again and the other day she uh she called me in here to the living room <laughs> found,
0: one from a year ago. found one from
1: a year ago almost oh, not a year. a year ago it was like 10 months ago
0: it's much closer to a year than i would like it to be
1: and you had drawn like this pile of gravel in our front yard yeah it
0: was from the day that we got our ridiculous Dump gravel load, delivery. 17 tons of gravel
1: <laughs> dumped in the front yard and uh, <laughs> you had written something like oh we're excited to shovel all this or something. I no I didn't.
0: I wrote what were we thinking. What were we thinking. Which I'm still thinking what well, were we so thinking.
1: <laughs> the, the reason we're telling this story the funny part is that the pile of gravel is probably about halfway gone but is still is that a, being generous? still a large pile of gravel in our front yard.
0: Yeah. God bless our neighbors. It's still there.
1: Ten months later. It's
0: a journey. It's a journey. It is a journey. And we keep breaking the cardinal rule, you know, of like, do one project at a time. And so we start one project. And I have every intention of finishing that one project before we move on to anything else. But then, like, something will happen. Like, oh, the weather is bad. So we can't do that thing now. Or this happened. So we can't work on that. Or, like, I need Nick to help me with something. And so I pause on that and then go do this other thing that, like, I can do by myself. And it's just led to... A bunch of, I would say, halfway done things, but I think it's probably more like maybe, maybe, possibly a third of the way done. Yeah, twenty
1: percent done things. It's
0: chaos. It is chaos. Um, so
1: so we need patience
0: and contentment. <laughs> <laughs> so, this discussion is for me.
1: It's really for all of us, right? Because I mean, we all have, we all struggle with this. And if if you are trying to get better with your money or improve really any area of your life like
0: fitness or yeah like you're, you're anything.
1: going to need patience and contentment because it almost never happens as quickly as you want it no to.
0: like we all know that feeling of like oh my gosh i'm never going to get where i want to go with this and it, it can feel very discouraging and so like recognizing i even saw Um, I can't remember who it was now, but it's one of the home design people that I like to follow. And she, she posted like, I started a new project like a few months ago, and I'm, I'm right in that middle part where I have to remind myself like, this will get finished it will turn out well, I will be happy with this in the end. But like right now, I'm in that really difficult part where it's like, oh my gosh, this is all crap. What was I thinking yeah, when I started this? I this? Like, I'm never going to get this done. And even if I do get it done, it's not going to look good. And so I think I think that moment of panic happens in literally every endeavor, like no matter what it is. You know what I'm saying? I do. You have that weird middle ground where I, well, things I mean, just feel bad.
1: I like to tell myself that if that doesn't happen, then that's actually probably not a good sign. Like I think I think that the fact that we often have that worry that it's not going to work out means that we really care deeply about whatever it is we're pursuing and we really do want it to work out, you know, a certain way or, you know, the outcome. And I think that's good. You know, like I heard um, Pat Flynn talk about that when he was struggling to speak on stage and how Mm -hmm. he would always get a pit in his stomach before he would go out to speak. And his coach at one point was like, Hey man, that's actually a good sign. Like if you were not nervous at all to go out here and speak, I would actually be a little bit concerned because I'd be worried that you don't care that much about the outcome and you don't care that much about what it is you're delivering. But the fact that you are nervous means you really want to do a good job and you care deeply. So I don't know. I'm going to tell myself that No, I think that's
0: that's true. I think that's a good point.
1: So that kind of intros, you know, really what we want to talk about, which is the the sheer fact that you're going to need patience and contentment along this journey. And in order to become more patient and more content and make decisions, we often have to end up making some trade-offs. And it's really our goal with this episode to talk about what those trade-offs might look like and try to help you be more conscious about the trade-offs that you're going to make. Because the fact of the matter is, and we'll get more into this, but the, you're you're going to make trade-offs with your money one way or another. You just sometimes do it subconsciously. And what we want to do is try to help you do that more thoughtfully, really, is the bottom line.
0: Yeah, I think you're totally right. And I, I think um, I just, before we like really dive in, I think the perfect example of this and like how it presents itself is when you're in debt it can it can feel like or when you're trying to do anything with your money but we'll use debt as an example if you're in debt and you're trying to pay off your debt but you've kind of been living a life where you haven't worried that much about it and you've just been like I'm going to do minimum payments on stuff and you know just like get by and yes. do the paycheck to paycheck thing and but like I'm getting by but you decide hey you know this is like actually kind of stressing me out and I want I want to try to improve this and make it better it can feel like you're creating a whole bunch of problems for yourself. Totally. When you start that journey. Totally. And so it can be very tempting to just go back and be like, well, I was getting I was getting by just fine before I started all this. And now I feel like so overwhelmed with what I'm trying to work on and like trying to improve. So I just want to go back and stick my head head in the sand and just just get by again.
1: Yeah. There's definitely a ignorance is bliss mentality yes. with money where oftentimes in the, the before times, if you will, right, the before you know, or before you're aware of your actual situation, you may not think it's great. But you're if you're ignorant to the whole thing, and you haven't really taken the time to, you know, make a spreadsheet of all your debts and all your interest rates and what's going on, or you haven't really thought about just how far away you might be from achieving some dream that you have, or you haven't really looked at any of that. You can kind of wander through life ignorantly and and be like somewhat cool with it
0: yeah and it's kind of double-edged too because like there's also like once you start the hard process of trying to improve it then you're gonna like probably start glamorizing the past and be like well I wasn't that stressed out right. about yes. it or whatever and it's like no you really worry but now this just feels hard and so you want to try to go back and do like the quote-unquote easy thing
1: yes well and what I always tell people is look you're you're going to have to face this reality at some point and it's not going to be fun at some point. So either that's going to happen now where you go, okay, I'm just going to suck it up. I'm going to like deal with all of this. I'm going to lift the blinders, stop being ignorant, which means it's not going to be blissful. and And it might be painful at first. So you can do that now, which is at whatever age you are, right? 20, 40, 60, whatever age you're at right now, you can do that. Or you can not do that And just keep going on and eventually at some point down the road, maybe during retirement, maybe later than that, you might have a reckoning where you are forced to deal with this because all of a sudden, crap, you're out of money or Mm -hmm. you didn't save enough. Or the thing that you always thought you would one day be able to do, it becomes pretty clear that you're going to, you know, finish your life without doing that.
0: I like how you said that nicely finish your life, you know,
1: you know, you know what I mean though? Like, I, you know, I mean, you're going to die. Like that's, that's what it is, right? You're going to end up having a lot of regret on your deathbed. And that's when you will realize, oh man, I wish I would have dealt with some of that earlier so that I could have, you know, actually done some of the things that I always wanted to do and then never was able to. And our goal is to try and help you avoid that moment.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like all, all of that kind of set up, um, to say, that we wanted to have this discussion because we feel like it's so important to be aware of this because if you're not, then you'll talk yourself into inaction and go back to like kind of just drifting through yes. life and drifting through how you're using your money and all those things. Um So yeah, that's that's where the root of this conversation is coming from.
1: Cool. So the, the last thing I wanted to say as far as, for is what, far as (laughs) context setting is I I read this uh, blog post a long time ago from this woman named Paula Pant, who runs a site called Afford Anything. And I resonated with her site the first time I landed on it because of her tagline, which is uh, you can afford anything, but not everything. And she really leans into this idea of uh, life is just about trade-offs. And you really, you absolutely can do whatever you want to. You just can't do everything you want to. And I love that perspective. And one of the things she talks about in this article called um, Growing the Gap is if you want to change your financial situation, whatever that looks like, if you're not, if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're probably not 100% happy with your finances and you would like to make a change of any kind. There's only two tools in your toolbox that you can use. You can either decrease your spending or increase your income. That's it. So, Can increase income through a job, through a lottery, through investments, whatever. Decrease spending by cutting all kinds of stuff, but that's all you can do. There is no other way to change your situation. And so I really just want to kind of keep that thought in the back of our minds as we go through the rest of this episode, because I think it's helpful to remember those are the two levers we can play with if we're not happy with our current situation. If we're, if we're trying to be patient or we're trying to be content and it's really hard because things aren't moving like we want them to, it's important to remember that the only two things we can do are spend less or make more. Those are our two options.
0: So with that in mind, let's talk about how that plays into progress that we make on financial goals and and the two options that we have for progress. And obviously there's like gray area in between these. And I think that normally we kind of fall in the middle of these two things. For sure. Um, Cause you know, you can make big, big changes to either the amount of money that you're making or the amount of money that you're saving through big lifestyle changes, or you can make small changes to your income or savings through small changes in your life. And so, obviously, if you're looking for like big progress fast, you're probably going to have to be pretty darn uncomfortable yes. for a while in your life. And makes the only way. Yeah. Make some major changes in what you've been doing. Uh, and that's hard.
1: Well, it, it often, you know, we use a lot of health and fitness metaphors on this podcast because I think health is such an easy, uh,
0: well they're both just the same they're the same yeah if, like it's such everything a, applies to both it's such it.
1: a they they go hand in hand and mm-hmm. so you know let's say that you basically take your exact diet that you do right now and your exact workout schedule that you do right now and all you do is you add in one apple a day and one workout a week okay that's good like that's better but, but you're not going to have abs six no, months you're from not going to have abs yeah. like you know in two weeks, right? Like you're not going to do that. But that's what we see a lot of the time with finance is I'll have somebody who's like, well, I cut out Netflix and I'm eating out once a week less. And, you know, I uh, drop my cable subscription and I just, I still feel like I'm not making much progress. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's like 200 bucks a month, which is awesome. And that's, you know, $2,400 a year. So that's money that is great. But you're not going to see massive changes to your finances if you're making small-ish changes. You can't expect, I like to say, you can't expect big changes without making big changes. Yeah.
0: And this is where, like, the awareness piece comes in. Yes. And, and like, we have had this come-to-Jesus moment on our house. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, like, I was getting really frustrated with our progress on the house, and Nick's like, okay, well, you know, let's sit down and talk about what we can cut to— do things faster and um, it, When it really gets down to it, you know, I'm only willing to cut out so many $2 tacos. And so us having that discussion (laughs) showed me that. I was like, okay, I don't actually, I'm okay with slower progress and more $2 tacos.
1: Well, (laughs) but also, also like time, right? Yeah. Because like with our house, it's money and time. And so we only have so many hours a week that we can work on the house. Now we could cut working out at the gym. Mm -hmm. We could cut. Going to visit family. Going to visit family. We could cut. Taking Doing fun walks, things in you town. know, outside. Uh, we could cut, you know, all kinds of little bitty things, and basically make our entire life just working
0: on the working house, working
1: on the house, sleeping, and working on the business. Yeah, we could do that, but. We don't want to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. It's not like when I really think about those options, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not that important to me. Yes. I, I am more okay with slow progress than I thought I was. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's going through that mental exercise for yourself. So now I catch myself. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that I never get frustrated with our slow progress because that would be a lie. But when I feel myself getting really frustrated with that, I stop and think about, well, would I really want to give this up to be able to make more progress on the house a few weeks quicker? Like, no, I wouldn't. So I'm, I'm happy with the way we're doing things. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, reminding yourself. And if that's ever not true, then we can make the the right adjustments to, to make it better or whatever. Um, but as with everything i feel like we're like a broken record because everything that we talk about comes back to just self-awareness and mm-hmm. like just being aware so that when you when you're feeling frustrated but you're actually doing what's truly important to you then you kind of catch yourself and go like okay well i need to get my frustration in check because i'm doing the things that are important or when that's not true being like nope i'm going to shift like cuz my what i'm doing and my priorities are not actually aligned right now so i need to move some things around
1: and what you know with this it's it's important to remember too that there're seasons of life you know like there was a season of our life that was nothing but sleep and work basically mm-hmm. you know like when we when you were in grad school and i was working as an engineer and then also trying to build a business like that was all we did we didn't work out we didn't see friends we didn't do anything and at the time, I'm glad we made that trade off. Like for that one to two and a half year period, whatever it was, I'm I'm glad we made that trade. But now we're in a place in our life where like I don't want to make that trade. Yeah, we with both the house and our financial situation, there's things we want to change. We're trying to save up money. We'd like to buy an investment property. Uh, we're trying to you know save more money to be able to obviously do a lot of stuff on this house. There's a number of things we would like to change and improve about our finances, but we are now in a season of life where we're not going to make massive changes in order to achieve those things faster.
0: Yeah, like we're not going to pun our health, we're not no. going to do we're not going to like neglect family and relationships and stuff. Yep. Um so yeah, it's like we we have a lot more clarity around the things that are truly important to us and we're we're not going to compromise on those
1: things. It helps with you becoming more patient and content when you can recognize that this is the trade-off that you're making and this is the choice that you ultimately get to have. Mm-hmm. And to, so one thing you said earlier that I want to go back to is that it's, it's uncomfortable either way. So if you want to see massive changes to your finances, let's talk about what that could look like. Well, you know, decrease spending, make more money. If you want to see big changes, that likely means on the decreasing spending side, moving, right? That's a big way that you can see some big changes fast. Move to a less expensive area, move to a new city, downsize your house, downsize your apartment, take in a roommate or two or three, right? If you, even if you're married, if you took in three roommates, all of a sudden your monthly spending would drop really fast. Yeah. That would be uncomfortable, though, and you have to decide whether or not that's worth it to you. Mm -hmm. But that's something you could do, right? You could move to Mexico. You may not want to. That would be uncomfortable, but you could do it. And then, of course, there's other big changes, right? You could sell a car and get like a $1,200 super 200,000 mile used car, right? You could make some massive changes to your finances, and that would require discomfort, but you would see your savings rate go up really fast. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the income side, right? If you work a job where you're not making a ton of money, you could spend every waking hour outside that job learning a new skill set in a career path that has a high demand or a higher salary and try to focus the next 12 to 18 months on transitioning your career. That's going to be very uncomfortable. Or
0: get a second job. Or get a That's second also job. also going to be uncomfortable. Yes.
1: Yeah. But all those things would rapidly increase your income. Like if, if if you're in, let's say you're making $40,000 a year, but you spend the next 18 months learning a new skill set to where now you can land a job that makes $80,000 a year, 18 months from now. Yeah, 18 months is 18 months, but 18 months to double your income, that's a big change. Mm-hmm. It would be uncomfortable for that time period, but it would be a big change. So that's uncomfortable. Also, making a few small cuts here and there, eating out a little bit less here and there, is uncomfortable because you're going to make slow progress and you have to be patient and patience is uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I think the core of, you know, what we're getting at in this section is just recognizing that, like, the choice is yours. Yes. And so if you are really deeply unsatisfied with where you're at right now and whatever progress you're making, whether it's fast or slow, like – examine that and examine the other choices that are available to you and recognize that like you don't have to do anything you you can choose which way you want to go so like if you want to get there really fast you can make the choices that do that for you and if those choices seem like they suck and you really don't want to do those then you cannot do those and make slower progress it's all up to you it's choose your own adventure um but the The important part, I think, is just being aware that, like, the choice
1: is yours. Yeah, and I, I do want to, you know, I want to be encouraging here because it's important to remember that whichever choice you want to make, right, you want to make massive changes, fast progress, small changes, slow progress, or somewhere in the middle, there's some some level of gratitude to have because whatever choice you're choosing, that means that that's what's most important to you. And that's awesome that you have the ability to make that choice, So, you know, I think about you and I, you know, we got into the Airstream and we were planning to travel the country and do all this awesome stuff. And we did that for a little while. And then we had some situations with family where they got sick and we didn't have to be there. Like we could have not gone and helped them. We could have kept traveling around and been like, hey, um, that sucks. You guys, you know, hope, hope you get better. You know, uh, we could have done that. But for us, we chose to pause and sort of take our time and take a step back both on the progress we we're making financially and a step back on our actual travels and seeing the country. And we chose to take a break to be there to take care of family. And I'm bringing this up because I get this. I see this a lot, right? Well, this is my situation because the family, I have to take care of them. So I really can't make these big lifestyle changes. Or I really can't make these, you know, big changes to my income because I have to do these things for my family.
0: And that framing makes it a bummer. It makes it a bummer. Yeah. Yes. So continue.
1: But my point is, actually, you could not do those things for your family. And people listening will go, well, no, they're my family. I have to. No, 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 no. Like, there are plenty of people on this planet who don't support their family, who don't do anything for them, and who would never let that get in the way of whatever they want to do. You're choosing, just like you and I chose with our travels, you're choosing to stop or pause your ability to make more money, spend less money because of family. And that's awesome. Like, I think that's really cool. That's yeah. you saying, no, family is my top priority and I will not make these certain changes because family, right? I have a friend of mine who would love to move out of San Francisco and that would drastically change his living situ his expenses on a monthly basis, but he won't because that's where his family lives. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? As much as I hate paying the price tag to live here, it's ultimately worth it. Because that's where my family is. And I'm willing to make slower progress in my finances because I don't want to leave my family.
0: Yeah. And it's just it's just shifting that mindset to like, oh, I get to do this. Yes. I get to prioritize this thing that's really important to me. And yes, it is slowing down my progress in this other area. But it's it's really what I value. Yeah. Um, Instead of feeling like I have to. And so now I don't get to do blah, blah, blah. Uh, just that simple mindset shift is like such a good reminder. Well, just,
1: just the wording shift, like what yeah. you said there. I get how cool is it that I can make progress on my finances, even if it's a little slow, I can make progress on my, my on my finances, and I still get to help my family or be around my family yeah. or be around whatever situation that – is, you know, causing me to move slower.
0: Well, that flows perfectly into like what we want to talk about with how to build your patience and contentment. But before we get into that, um, I want you to read the, the choose your hard.
1: Yeah. That's, so that's what I was going to say is like the, the choose your hard thing that was floating around social media earlier this year that I really liked. And I really did try to find where this was sourced and I, I couldn't find it. But here's, here's what this quote said. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. Communicating is hard. Not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. And then the quote went on to say life will never be easy. It will always be hard, but we can choose our hard. So choose wisely.
0: Yeah, I really feel like there's not that much to say with that. It's just it's just like yep, a really good reminder. <laughs> yes. So, um, are you ready to dive into building patience and yeah, contentment? Yeah.
1: So we have we have kind of three tips to go along with with this that are trying to be a little more tactical, I guess.
0: Yeah, and so the the kind of first thing that we have for building your patience and contentment is just to embrace discomfort and really just acknowledging that to to. Make any progress on goals and to get anywhere good, you're going to have to go through some discomfort, and so I'll, I want you to talk about the Nick Bear stuff.
1: Yeah, so there's this guy that I love to follow on YouTube. His name is Nick Bear, and I love to follow him for a variety of reasons. One, he's just like an incredibly smart businessman. Like it's amazing what he's built off the back of his YouTube channel. But what I really like to follow about him is he's this health and fitness guy who is unreal. I mean, you like just to look at him. You're like, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. But he is constantly doing these big things. So he runs a large company uh, based out of Austin, Texas. And while he does that, it's a health and fitness supplement company, right? They sell gear and supplements and things. And so, as part of marketing for his brand, if you will, he is always doing these over the top, really hard things. So he like he just finished doing this 100 uh, mile race in Colorado, the Leadville 100. And he ran for like 29 hours up this massive mountain and then 50 miles and then turn around and ran back for 29 hours straight. And he had all these different like stop points and changes of clothes and places to go to bathroom, like crazy stuff. And he's always doing this kind of stuff. And his motto is to embrace the suck. That's the the sort of motto that he uses. And it pulls it, I think he pulled it from his military days. And I got curious. I was like, I wonder where that comes from. So I started Googling it. And uh, I don't know how legit this is. But Urban Dictionary uh, has the uh, the definition of embracing the suck as to consciously accept or appreciate something that is extremely unpleasant but unavoidable for forward progress. And I just really like that. Because when you're budgeting, it's not always going to be easy. Like sometimes it's going to suck. And you have to look and go, dang it, I can't buy that. And in the moment, it sucks. Yeah. And I mean, Nick and I have those moments all the time. Totally. But it's recognizing that, you know what? If I can embrace this momentary suck, that actually is going to lead to a lot of growth with my money down the road. And I'm going to be really grateful for that if I can just embrace this now.
0: Yeah. Another uh, way of thinking about this, I I was listening to a podcast interview with Chase Jarvis.
1: He's a photographer, right? Yeah. He
0: big time photographer. But he was he's a big believer in like the ice baths, like a lot of people know. And so he was talking about like doing his cold plunges in the morning and that why he thinks it's so valuable is like it's like proving to yourself like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This sucks. But I am capable of like adapting and figuring my way out of this situation, which like sounds kind of goofy with an ice bath because it's like, yeah, the way out is like to not get in the ice bath. (laughs) But you know, he's talking about sitting in it and like, I can work on regulating my breathing and I can work on this and I can focus on that to help me get through the however many minutes I have to sit in here. Um, And so just like proving to yourself, like I can do hard things. um, I I can manage this situation. Like, yeah, it will, I will get through this and it will be okay. Um, So I agree. I think there's a lot of value in that although you will not catch me in a cold plunge anytime <laughs> soon
1: yeah and the so the last thing on this point that i loved is um this goes back to so we were watching uh this guy named rich Froning. Uh, as you can tell, Rich Froning, Nick Bayer, I watch a certain type of YouTube these days. Shirtless, shirtless workout bros. YouTube you're watching. Uh, so, so, Rich Froning um, <clears throat> runs this company uh, called uh, Buffalo. What's it called? Buffalo oh, or Bison? Uh, I don't know. No, what's it called? It's a uh, Froning
0: Farms Bison Jerky. Froning
1: Farms. Yeah. So he Is sells. That what bi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Bison okay. jerky, but they're little saying, like their little shtick on their shirts is like into the storm, right? Uh, And I was curious about what that was. And so when you Google it, he talks about this, that bison are one of the only animals that run into a storm, whereas like cows and a lot of other mammals will run away from a storm. So when a storm's coming, they turn and they try to outrun it. They try to get away from it. And the problem is, as you can imagine, because the storm moves faster than they do, that eventually the storm overtakes them, and they're still going that direction. And if you were to time the amount of time that they're in the storm, it's much longer than if they had turned around and walked against it. And somehow bison intuitively know this. They recognize it, and they go, oh, a storm's coming. I'm going to actually start walking towards this thing. And if I'm walking towards it and into it, it will pass me, and I will be inside the storm for a much shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. And this really goes back to what we were opening the episode with around— this sort of ignorance is bliss mentality because the storm's going to catch you. Like the financial storm that you're trying to outrun is probably going to catch up with you and you'd be much better off to turn around and face this thing head on and start walking into it and dealing with it. You'll be inside that storm much shorter or a much shorter period of time. If you would do that versus trying to outrun this thing or hide under a rock and pretend it isn't coming.
0: Absolutely. So, Let's get into kind of our, our second way um, of improving your patience and contentment, and that is to increase your gratitude. And we've talked about this before. There's a lot of different ways to do this, like what we talked about earlier, shifting that mindset from like I have to do this to I get to do this Yes, um, can play a big part in feeling grateful for whatever whatever it is in your life that that you're doing um, and keeping a positive mindset on it. Um, But also daily gratitude journals. And we've talked about this a lot.
1: Well, even like your zine is a way to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Like I actually write down like a journal where I write down like a couple of little bullet points of things I'm grateful for. And I always tell people, you know, oftentimes on my list is like, I'm grateful for Hannah or like my family. Of course that's on your list. No, it is. It's always on my list. (laughs) But, uh, you know, those are, like, big things. Like, I would consider being grateful for you, like, an obviously large thing. Whereas something like, I'm grateful that I have coffee. Or I'm grateful that, like, the grass looks nice. Or, like, I'm grateful that the outside... Is nice. Like, imagine if like God had created us and put us on Mars, right? Yeah, we're like we can't breathe the air. I know I'm getting out there, but yeah, you are. <laughs> the, the point is like recognizing the little stuff in life that's like actually really cool. You yeah. know, like there's so much little bitty things to be grateful for that that exist in this world that we didn't that don't have to be the way they are, and yet they are that way. And it's really nice that they're that way. And so I'm grateful for that
0: yeah i think that's i think that's a great mindset to have and i do think it's really important to just like remind ourselves of those things um so i feel like i feel like that one's like pretty self-explanatory i don't want to beat a dead horse
1: yeah i don't either i, I think the, if i had one other tip with that one it would be i i've shed i've said this a lot in stuff we like episodes or um you know segments But I do think exposing yourself to history is a really, really good way to remember context for the the good things that we do have in life, right? Not to say that there's not bad things going on or that you aren't facing some really tough times because plenty of people are, but I do think it's helpful to, I think it's helpful to remember just how bad human history has been up to this point and how on the whole life in the 21st century is pretty good. And I know uh, that when I've found myself struggling and sort of getting down about my life or things I'm dealing with, that when I've when I've listened to hardcore history or you know, Martyr Maid or Jocko's podcast or guys like that, where they talk a lot about some of the crazy stuff that's happened in human history, it does give me a lot more gratitude and appreciation for my life.
0: Puts things in perspective. Um, I'm gonna throw in a bonus tip here. Like if this is something that you're struggling with and you feel like you're you're overwhelmed or frustrated by the things that you don't have or can't buy or the progress that you're not making or, you know, whatever and it's beyond the point of, oh, like this is a healthy thing that's kind of cueing me to make some changes so that my actions are aligned with my priorities. Um, if it's if it's not productive feelings that are leading to that, then consider getting off of social media because I think yeah. social media is a source of a lot of that stuff. And Morgan Housel talked about in his book, I think he talked about the 1950s. I think it was the 1950s. And everybody had this general idea of like, Things being very prosperous because there wasn't a very large gap between anybody. Like, people people were pretty tightly grouped um, financially. Well, but,
1: financially and also, like, life experience-wise. Right. Um, like... There was not a very even he talks about how there's not there even back then, even between the wealthiest people, so like the celebrities of the day. Yeah. What they had access to and what the everyday person had access to was really not that different. Yeah. Like they watched the same the same movies, the same whatever, they ate the same food, they they smoked the same smokes, like the same stuff.
0: Yeah. And so then also like your social group was smaller. You were comparing yourself to like people. Yes. Whereas like now, we, we have, like, the whole world to yes. compare ourselves to. So, you know, I can sit here and compare myself to Richard Branson and be like, oh, my gosh, he has all this stuff that I'll never well, have. And, and
1: to that point, um, and if I can call you out, you you really struggle with this.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah,
1: you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all of us, really, we, we tend to have a, um, a problem of comparing ourselves to the best in any individual thing. Yeah. So... Like, right now, if I'm doing business stuff, I might compare myself to the best YouTuber. Well, my mm-hmm. my my YouTube videos just aren't what Mr. Beasts are. Yeah. But then when I go to CrossFit, I'm comparing myself to Rich Froning. And yeah. then when I go to, you know, play golf, I'm comparing myself to Tiger Woods. And then when I go over here and try this hobby, I'm comparing myself to the best at that thing, which is insane. Because none of those people are the best at all, of all those the things. things. They're the best at, like, one thing because they spend all of their time, money, effort, and talent into that one thing. Yeah. But we have a bad habit of doing that.
0: Yeah, we do, for sure. And I always say I'm, like, the most boring, like, mediocre person because I like a lot of different things, and so I – spread my time out which is not a good way to get great at anything like even like house projects that I do I very rarely do like the same thing twice so I never get like oh I'm really good at putting wallpaper up or (laughs) really good at this thing because I'm like no I do that thing once and then I find like seven other new things to do um (laughs) so
1: well I think you and I are both like that but we we tend to we tend to spread ourselves across a a large variety of things
0: yeah Nick one day was like you're just you're really good like you're like a Swiss army knife you know it's like that's like a nice way of saying you're not really that great at anything (laughs) like
1: you (laughs) you can kind of fill in for like a lot of random that is not (laughs) what I meant at all
0: anyways um, my
1: point is social media leads you to compare yourself to the best at any specific individual it does
0: totally And and so so like That's if you're healthy. struggling in this area, like man, social media, it just sucks in a lot of ways. Yeah. So consider taking a break from that yes. if you're, if you're struggling. Okay, let's get into our, our third and final tip for this little section and that is to use your money more efficiently.
1: Yeah. So I don't think we have to rehash this whole thing. I think that you should go back and listen to find what, find that episode number where we talked about values.
0: That is episode number 57. Cool. One question to get the most out of your money.
1: Yeah. So go, go listen to that episode because the whole, the whole purpose of this third tip is if you can be hyper efficient with the money that you are spending even if you're not reducing your spending a ton you're just changing and shifting where you're spending so that you are spending as much as possible on your top values the things that are matter that the things that matter the most to you the things that bring you the most joy when you're able to do that you will enjoy the little bit of spending that you do get to do a whole lot more. And it just makes it to where you don't hate your budget. You don't hate your situation nearly as much as you do because you are being efficient and trying to get a lot of joy through the spending that you are doing.
0: It's kind of to take it back to like, health fitness stuff, like with nutrition, if you have this set amount of calories that you're going to eat per day and you try to be very efficient with that and you eat like really healthy proteins and vegetables and fruits and whatever, you're going to feel more full and satisfied through the day and, and not feel as miserable as if you're like, I'm going to get all my calories from Twizzlers because I love Twizzlers. <laughs> like, okay, same amount <laughs> yes. of calories, but you're probably going to be starving and yes. want to barf if yep. you do the Twizzler thing. Yep. So it, it is just like, how can you use things efficiently to get the most enjoyment out of your money? Well, um, and what
1: the health and fitness, like with that nutrition, little metaphor there, we're also saying that, Hey, like work, a cupcake a week or a dessert uh yeah don't cut it all out like work that into the plan Mm -hmm. you know like that's part of the budget here too with the with the efficiency piece as you know I was telling someone just today like hey sometimes I create a category in the budget that says impulse spending like we literally plan to impulsively spend money Mm -hmm. you know and so if, if that's something that you're like I just really I want to be able to do that sometimes it's like awesome let's let's put that in there yeah and that's kind of what we're getting at with this tip is, you know, don't don't cut so hard that you hate it. Make sure you're you're having some fun in your budget. Make sure you are adding those things in and just try to be really efficient with those dollars to get as, you know, squeeze as much value as you can out of them.
0: So the final thing that we wanna wrap this episode up with is just talking about the importance of focusing on your trajectory instead of your current location. Yes. And, you know, we hit on this last episode too, but it it is just so important to remember, like if you get so zoned in on your current location, you probably are going to end up feeling really frustrated and downtrodden. And you're probably going to self-sabotage and stop working on your goal altogether. And so it's just really important to trust the process, trust that you will get the benefits of, compounding, if you will just keep doing the small right things every day and yep. just focus on like, I'm just going to try to get 1% better, 1% better, 1% better every day, that will lead to exponential growth, but it might not feel like it in the moment.
1: It won't feel like it yeah. in the moment. And that's, so James Clear has this great bit in his, uh, I think it's the first chapter of Atomic Habits. Uh, I just wanted to read this little section because I think he, he puts it so so clearly. He says, "It doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful you are right now. What matters is whether your habits are putting you on the path toward success. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. If you're a millionaire but you spend more than you earn each month, you're on a bad trajectory. If your spending habits don't change, it's not going to end well. Conversely, if you're broke but you save more than you spend every month, then you're on a path towards financial freedom." even if you're moving slower than you'd like.
0: Yeah. Again, I feel like there's really not much to add to that, but it's so dang true and so important to remember.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think really the, the, all that you have to really add to that is just recognizing, hey, look, it's really easy to get frustrated and it's really easy to, to go, gosh, I just feel like I'm just not moving mm-hmm. where I want to go at all. But the thing to remember is that your direction, the direction your feet are planted, if you will, matters so much more than your current results or your current location so to wrap this up before we finish out i am going to read one last little quote which i think really exemplifies this more than anything about the stone cutter hannah's going to figure out who it's attributed to
0: well james clear used it in his book right oh yeah
1: but i think somebody else said it
0: yeah somebody else did say it you read it and then i'll tell you who said it
1: but it goes like this when nothing seems to help. I go and I look at a stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times, without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the 101st blow, it splits in two, and I know that it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before.
0: Yeah, that's uh, Jacob Reese, R-I-I-S. There
1: you go. So moral of the story is be like the stonecutter and just keep hammering away at your budget.
0: Or your home renovation projects. Or
1: your home renovation <laughs> projects. So we know that you like home renov- renovation projects, but mm-hmm. uh, what else do you like?
0: Stuff we like.
1: Yeah, so one thing I'm liking right now is local events and walking to them. That right there is like the perfect. So over the last week. I feel like
0: you're, you're cheating a little bit because we did the local events last week, but did we're we? going to let it slide. We're going
1: to let it slide. Okay. Did we do local events last week? Yeah, we talked okay. about like book- well, walking around fine. Okay. Whatever. It's on my mind right now because last week, was it Monday? It was like blazing hot. I mean, just brutal. And,
0: and then like the next day,
1: literally overnight, like fall. Boom, fall. It was just amazing. Was here, ready to go. It feels amazing outside. Um, and it's like perfect walking weather. It
0: is time to go get hot coffee and walk around. And
1: walk around. And we
0: love when that happens.
1: So yeah, we're going to head. Uh, we've got a local book. Thing event? Yeah, a, event happening tonight at the bookstore. We're excited about that. So we're going to walk downtown and uh, go check out the, uh, the book event and enjoy the weather.
0: I love it. Do you have a summary?
1: Sure. You have to be patient and you have to recognize that the only way to get ahead with your money is you're going to have to make some trade-offs. You got to either spend less money or make more money. And you can decide it's your choice with how uncomfortable you want the process to be. You can let it be uncomfortable by making really big changes, which the benefit is you get to you know see big changes very quickly, or you can be uncomfortable by being very patient and making small changes and having progress happen slowly. You have to choose one or the other, and the good news is you do have a choice. So think about where you would fall on that spectrum of either massive, humongous changes or very tiny little small changes. And think about what you can do and what sort of changes you might want to make to see some progress in your own finances.
0: And also building your patience and contentment can help you deal with the discomfort of either path that you choose because there's going to be discomfort either way. And so let's run through just super quick. If you want to increase your patience and contentment, we recommend, um, you know, just embracing discomfort and understanding that there's a connection between that and achieving anything that's important to you. Um, And then two, increasing your gratitude. So like gratitude journaling or anything like that. Three, uh, using your money efficiently. And then the little bonus tip that we put in there was maybe get off social media. Yeah.
1: As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.